Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome once again, another week and another podcast. This time we're going to be talking about something quite different and probably something that many expected and that is the review of the first half of the 2021 season. And that's right. Everyone knows that after the Hungarian Grand Prix last weekend, we are now into the summer break and the first half of this season is officially finished and of course we are very excited about this second half there are 12 races left and definitely a lot of things are going to happen and definitely the predictions are going to be interesting however it is true that we saw a lot during this first half from unpredictable results great overtakes um, great races in general surprising uh, positions, surprising standings in both the Drivers and Constructors Championship. So I think that making a review of everything that had happened from March to early August would be the right thing. So the first thing that we have to talk about in order to make this review, uh, and I think this is the biggest highlight of the season, not only of this one, but probably over the past few seasons since the hybrid era started, and that's the rivalry between Hamilton and Verstappen for the Drivers' Championship. And yes, it is true. It is something that I'm talking about practically in every podcast, especially in those ones where I'm making a review and analysis of, of a race or something. But let's be honest, this is exactly what everyone is talking about. Uh, it is a rivalry that every single that started in the Bahrain Grand Prix, where Hamilton finished first, just a few seconds ahead of Verstappen, and since that moment, then, up to the Hungarian Grand Prix, uh, the last race that we saw, it, it is a rivalry that has become, honestly, stronger than ever. That's true. And initially, at the beginning of the season, Lewis Hamilton was leading the championship. And then, which is interesting, is that after that, specifically after the Monaco Grand Prix, Verstappen had an amazing streak, winning, uh, winning I think, four out of five races, getting a 32 points lead over over his biggest rival this season the seven times world champion then we all know what happened in the last two races the british grand prix and the and the hungarian grand prix he was quite unlucky and now he's eight points behind his rival this season but still as i said there's a lot left and what's interesting is that these eight points could perfectly be yeah could these eight points definitely are nothing after all considering that in just one race, you could get those eight points and more. So, and definitely, other thing that we have to say about Hamilton and Verstappen is how how is Verstappen going to try and recover? How is he going to deal with this, with everything that happened over the past two races? First, the incident with Hamilton, then the the incident that Valtteri Bottas caused. How is he going to deal with that heading into the Spa Grand Prix? Uh, which is definitely a, a Grand Prix that it's like his home, practically. So I guess that could be helpful for him. And then the other thing that we have to talk about in order to keep making this review, I think, is clearly not only now that we talked about the rivalry between the two main drivers this season, now we have to talk about the rivalry between Mercedes and Red Bull for the Constructors' Championship. And what, I, what can I say? The same thing. 
it is, I feel it is the first time since the hybrid era started that we're seeing an actual battle and an unpredictable one for the Constructors' Championship. If you think about it, when was the last time that a team that is not Mercedes led the Constructors' Championship? I can tell you that it was Red Bull back in 2013 when Vettel and Weber were the drivers. So you see, it's a long time. So now that there's another team that became more competitive that is actually presenting uh, a challenge to the to the world champions since 2014, yes, then that's definitely something very interesting that we have to take into account. And at the beginning of the, and the same thing at the beginning of the season. Uh, Mercedes started leading uh, a really positive one with positive races, of course. But but then during during a few races from uh, specifically from the Monaco Grand Prix, then Red Bull started leading that constructors championship. And in the end, we all know that yes, now Mercedes is leading that championship again for ten points. But the same thing that I said with Hamilton and Verstappen, those ten points are nothing are really nothing and in just one race everything could change absolutely everything and considering the fact that there are a total of 12 races left then more than ever you can see how important those 10 points are but at the same time how easy it is to get them especially when two drivers are trying to score those points what i can really say and i think that everyone would agree here is that whether mercedes wins whether red bull is the one who wins Definitely this rivalry that we are seeing right now between the two teams for both championships actually uh, is definitely something very positive for the sport, something that is giving this season um, an up really. Some, yeah, clearly something that is giving this season something special compared to the, to the last ones. And if we can see this in, the, in this second and last half of the 2021 season, then again, that would be something very special and I'm sure that the fans are going to love it. And then changing a little bit of the changing a little bit the topic, we have to talk about McLaren and Ferrari, both teams that have been improving a lot this season. On the one hand, you have McLaren that yes, even though they finished third in the constructors' championship last year, still now that they are powered by Mercedes by the Mercedes engine, they have been improving more, more and more clearly. Uh, not not only scoring more points, but also think about. Uh, someone like Lando Norris, who is currently standing third in the Drivers' Championship with 113 points, the best of the rest, clearly. Even he, the fact that he's ahead of Bottas and Perez is something, it's a big accomplishment. I don't know if he's going to finish in that same position. Clearly, that's very difficult to predict and very difficult to achieve. But he's doing it great. And it seems that it, this one is his third season in Formula One, and it seems that every single season from 2019 has been get, he has been getting better and better and his relationship with McLaren also has been getting stronger and clearly we have seen many podiums from him all, all the time finishing inside the top five and there was only one race the, the last one the Hungarian Grand Prix where he finished outside the top 10 and it wasn't even his fault so that's interesting we also mentioned last time that he had a re um, record of 15 races finishing inside the top 10, which made him, which made him the McLaren driver with most uh, consecutive points finish in the history of this legendary team. So the fact that he did that with just 21 years old, yeah, clearly shows the future that he has and also the present that he's having right now with McLaren. And what can I say about Ferrari? They have been improving a lot compared to... if you. 
if you just see where Ferrari was last year and where they are now, not only by the results, but also by the performance, by how competitive they are, yeah, clearly they are better. Uh, and what I love about this team now is that the it seems that Leclerc and Sainz are having a really good chemistry between each other. They really understand well. They understand each other pretty well. And they both achieved, they have both achieved podiums. Charles Leclerc won at the Silverstone Grand Prix and Carlos Sainz too one at the Monaco Grand Prix and the other one at the last race, the Hungarian Grand Prix. And what I love about, what, what is really interesting about Carlos Sainz is how fast he got adapted to, the, to that Ferrari car, considering that he came from a team like McLaren, and where the car is different, the working environment is quite different as well, coming from, again, with a new teammate, definitely a challenge. And also the pressure of being a Ferrari driver in a team that wasn't in, in in their best moment. Actually, I would say it was probably their there was more their there was their worst season last year. And now look at where they are. Of course, there's a lot left still to improve. But at the same time, you see that they 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 improved a lot and they are definitely going to improve and keep making progress even more ahead of this second half of the season and ahead of next year as well with the new era. And then, apart from talking about McLaren and Ferrari, this may not be as interesting or may not steal the spotlight, clearly. But, you know, the, this triple threat that we're seeing between Alpine, Aston Martin and Alpha Tauri for the fifth position at the Constructors' Championship is definitely very interesting. Uh, both, well, the, the three teams have actually achieved podiums. We know that Aston Martin achieved one second position with Sebastian Vettel that Alpha Tauri achieved one-third position with Pierre Gasly, and we know, of course, we also remember the legendary win, and the, the historical win from Esteban Ocon in the last race. Uh, an amazing performance by him and his teammate. And now, yes, Alpine is leading this battle, this rivalry that we're seeing this year, but definitely there's a lot left to see. It is true that if, if you compare the performance that that the Alpine and Aston Martin had last year, that they were fighting for more points, that they were fighting for the third position in the Constructors' Championship. Yeah, it, they are definitely not having the season that it was expected. But after all, if you believe in the long-term project, I feel that those teams can definitely improve a lot. And by improving, and by improving a lot, it is important to have a, second a good second half of the season to finish in both, in both championships as high as possible. And that's definitely going to be something really positive for them in the for ahead of next year. That again, as I mentioned before, the new era, the new era is coming to Formula One after eight years. So yes, definitely that's very important. It's probably the main goal for every team right now. And then apart from mentioning these topics, let's mention others. This is quite subjective. I know many people will agree, many people will not. But what about talking about my top five drivers so far in this first half of the season? I feel that the best driver, or at least the most surprising one in terms of results, performance inside of the, of the track, is Max Verstappen. He surprised me a lot. I was never expecting this kind of performance by Verstappen. The fact that he is still fighting for the Constructors' Championship from the first race to the last one so far, he won... 
he has actually the driver with most wins this season. I think a total of five, if I'm not wrong. He also achieved around four pole positions. He, what, what can I tell you? He's having almost a perfect season. Unfortunately, he was quite unlucky in a few races, like the Baku Grand Prix or even at Silverstone, at Silverstone or Hungary, something that we already know from what we saw. But still, we know what he has been doing since the beginning of the year. We already know that he has been leading both championships and that he is the clue for Red Bull and for the fact that this season is becoming amazing. Finally, we're seeing a big rivalry for the win, for the biggest prize. Then my, my second driver of the season, many would say, well, at least Lewis Hamilton, who is the seven times world champion, leading the current championship. But no, I would say Lando Norris, because he surprised me a lot. The fact, I mentioned it before, the fact that he's third in the, in the Drivers' Championship, he achieved a few third places so far this season, three in total. He has been feeling very comfortable with the car, always fighting for those podiums. He was even very close. In the qualifying sessions, he's also doing a, a good performance. In fact, the, in, the, in the Austrian Grand Prix, he was very close of pole position. He missed out for just a few hundreds of attempts. So definitely very interesting what we're seeing from Lando Norris, who keeps improving and improving every time. You are always looking for him and you're always thinking about Lando Norris as a possible contender for a podium or even a win. And if this is happening right now, imagine what could happen in the future, considering that he's going to stay with McLaren for many, more, for, for many years to come. So again, that's another thing that I find very interesting from the McLaren driver, who is clearly better than his teammate Daniel Ricciardo. Yes, Ricciardo, who is not having his best season so far, but knowing how experienced he is and how, and that he's a former race winner and that he can get adapted to many cars, as he did, then it is very, very impressive what he's doing right now. And I think that everybody knows how big of a threat Lando Norris is uh, for everyone and how big of a threat he's going to become in the next few years. And then, yes, top three. Now, third position for Lewis Hamilton. He's not the driver that surprised me the most, I would say, for the fact that he has been winning every championship uh, since, actually, since 2014. He won all the championships, except from the one in 2016, where his teammate Nico Rosberg won. But then, he does, he's really not surprising me for that fact. We already know how, how good he is, the, the dominance that he has with Mercedes, so that's why he doesn't surprise me at all, because we, we are used to this. Still, I have to admit that what he's doing this season and what he has been doing over the past few years since the hybrid editor started back in 2014, he has been getting better and better, and there are races that are, that are unbelievable, that he may start from the back or he may start in a, in a difficult position, and then he will recover and finish in first position. He has done it many times in the last few seasons, this one as well. His recovery, in fact, his recovery at, at the Hungarian Grand Prix was something really impressive. In the end, he finished P2, but a few more laps and it, could, it would have been a, a win. And the fact that he's never given up, I think that's something that, that is clearly so, something that everyone should imitate from him. And he clearly has that, that world champion mentality. And the fact that he has a teammate who is really talented as well and, and is experienced and he is used to the Mercedes car as he, as he has been with the team since 2017, already his fifth season with 
with the Mercedes team, still it seems that he's a rookie when you put him, when you compare him, when you compare Valtteri Bottas with Lewis Hamilton. That's why he's, Hamilton is so good, but at the same time, he doesn't, he's not surprising me a lot because I knew what to expect. The expectations were really high from him. But my fourth best driver so far this, in this first half of this season, this one is surprising me as well, is the Alpha Tauri driver, Pierre Gasly. Exactly. Many people, I know that many people are not talking about him, but what he has been doing so far is absolutely amazing. He achieved one podium at the Baku Grand Prix, many qualifying sessions where he finished inside the top five, even challenging uh, Mercedes and Red Bull from time to time with a much inferior car. And of course, in the races, after all, keeping that pace in the race is very difficult and still he's able to stay inside the top 10 from time to time finishing inside the top five. Again, very impressive, very impressive. And after all, he's scoring most of the points for for Alpha Tauri as his teammate, Yugi Tsunoda is still rookie and he still has many things to improve. So what Peter Gasly is doing is just just unbelievable. Every season he, he's improving uh, every season a little bit more. He's becoming a more mature driver in every single race. Uh, and what I love about him is the, the confidence that he has right now. It feels that since he was demoted from Red Bull to, by that time it was called Toro Rosso, as you know, he has been growing so much as a driver after everything that he went through. And right now he's in the peak of his career. And, I'm, and I really think, I really believe that he could have a wonderful second half of the season. And I would love to see that, honestly. And I know that he has many fans, so probably everyone would love to see Pierre Gasly in those positions. And you never know, maybe he surprises us once again and he gets another podium, maybe another win like he did in Monza last year. That's something that, yes, the probabilities are low, but you just never, you just never know what to expect, honestly, from, from the Frenchman. But definitely, what we can expect from him is something positive, and the expectations could be high. And my fifth driver in order to finish this uh, ranking is George Russell, another driver who has been extremely impressive this season, and a lot of people are talking about him. In the Hungarian Grand Prix, he finally got his first points by finishing P8, but it's not only about what happened at the Hungarian Grand Prix, he's also talking about what has been happening from the beginning of the season. He, his, his performance, his pace at the qualifying session has been so impressive. In fact, he entered into Q3 two times and he entered into Q2 in every single race, apart from the last one, which is something that didn't happen the, a few years ago when he made his debut in 2019, which is something that Williams wasn't used to over the past few years. So yes, the fact that George Russell is being able to do that clearly shows how much he has grown as a driver and how much he's improving. But at the same time, it's not only about keeping the pace in the qualifying sessions, it's also about keeping the pace in the race, which is the hardest thing, especially with a, with a car like the Williams, which is not as competitive as, as the others, at least to finish inside the top 10. But George Russell is doing it. He's able to keep the pace, uh, being very close to the top 10, if not there, and sometimes he, he was just unlucky that he couldn't finish there. Maybe because a, a, a mistake from the team in the strategy or maybe because a, a problem with the, with the engine or with the tires, something. But, but still, he was always very close. He, he was always far away from his teammates. 
Plus, let's remember that he's always qualif out qualifying his teammates. He has been doing that since he made his debut. So, yes, what, what can I tell you? I, I always get so surprised by, by George Russell. And I was really happy and really glad that, that he got those points at the Hungarian Grand Prix. That he got so excited about getting those points because he knows how hard he worked for it. How hard the team worked for it and how difficult it was to achieve, to get those points for him and for his teammates. They have 10, 10 points in total. And yes, this second half of the season is going to be a very tough one, but they could improve. And now that they got points and they finished this first half in the, in the best way that it was possible, probably far more than what they expected. Well, clearly I think that they, that they are, that they could be close of achieving something even bigger. And maybe we can see that big thing or that big improvement by the second half of the season, or maybe we just see it next year with a new era. You never know what happens. You never know where George Russell is actually going to race next year. But I would say, to make that conclusion about him, that the future definitely looks bright for the English driver. And finally, to end the podcast, we talked about all the topics that I wanted to talk about that were interesting from this, from everything that we saw this year. But I think that, and this is just a little analysis that we could make, and I would like to hear your opinion, maybe on Instagram. I feel that the second half of the season is going to be a very interesting one. Again, as I mentioned before, at the very beginning of this podcast, there are 12 races left. And in those 12 races, anything could happen. In the top, in the back, many, we could see many unpredictable results many epic races with epic overtakes, rivalries that become even bigger. We could see is initially something that could be happening next year in the new, with the beginning of the new era. I'm sure that we are going to start, little by little, we're going to start seeing new faces in, in Formula One, drivers that are going to get their full potential, that may get a more competitive car and are going to improve even more. There are many drivers who are definitely going to make their big jump if they didn't make it so far. And, and some drivers, I would say that a driver like, for example, Charles Leclerc, yes, he's definitely someone who has that champion, that world champion mindset. He has the spirit, the motivation, and the confidence to actually get back to the top to win more races and why not maybe to challenge to be a, con a big contender for the drivers championship not this season but maybe the next one but so far to make this conclusion fast Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton are the clear contenders for the drivers championship anything could happen anything could happen honestly and you just never know who is going to win the championship and for how many points that's definitely going to be something completely unpredictable. And it is exactly what is special about it. So, well, this was the end of the podcast. This was the review of the 2021, of the first half of the 2021 season. As I said, we have a lot left. Very excited about it. Formula One will be returning to the, the Belgian Grand Prix at spa Francorchamps the weekend of the 29th of August. So definitely it's going to be a very a very special weekend and probably fans are very excited to see Formula 1 back after this summer break. I'm very excited about it, I'll be honest with you. But at the same time, 
this the the teams and the drivers reserve deserve to rest a little bit they could they could make some improvements in the car and we could see something very special not only at this first race of the second half but in the whole second half in general so what i can say is that i'm very very excited about it and as i always say thank you very much and see you in the next podcast